0: What's up? What's up, Illini Nation? Welcome into another edition of Locked On Illini, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Ricky Widmer, and I am back for another episode to talk to you about our wonderful team—well, teams, I should say. Usually, it's football and basketball. Today is just a football show. I know that the Fighting Illini basketball team is getting ready for a game later today, but. You know, should be one of those easy ones. Had a really good win over the weekend against Hampton. Hoping they continue that moving forward. And on this show, it's going to be all football because we got to talk about Brandon Peters, what we're going to expect from him, even if he's going to play this Saturday. Or could he sit the rest of the season? Then I've got two recruiting things to talk to you guys about. We've got recruits like Brandon Campbell. And Trayvon Riggins, who are in the news. They are in play for the Fighting Alumni. So I wanted to kind of take a look at that this week. Before we get into everything, though, make sure to A, follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Alumni. That's where you're going to get every episode. If you do follow us on podcast services around the world, you get it that way. But hey, Twitter is another way to get notified when these episodes are going live. Plus, you get to conversate with me, get to ask your questions, mailbag. I've wanting to start that but hey kind of need some questions to answer for a mailbag if you do not have twitter you can also submit your questions at locked on com. so that's locked on on twitter and then locked on at gmail.com two ways that you can submit those questions for the future mailbag that I want to do in the future but let's start before we get into the recruiting stuff let's start with just Illinois football where On Monday, there was the press conferences that you get at the beginning of the week and, of course, Brandon Peters and his name came up because if you did not see the game from this Saturday or did not hear, you've been living under a rock or, hey, life has been busy and you're like, hey, Ricky, I got a busy schedule, wasn't able to pay attention to the Fighting alumni this weekend. It was a play late in the game against Iowa 39 where, Peters rolled out to the right. He went to attempt a, a pass. It fell incomplete. Um, and he exited the game. And Lovey Smith even said that the hit that he took should have been probably targeting. At the press conference, um, he was asked about Brandon Peters and the questionable no call late in that Iowa game. And Lovey's quote exactly from his Monday presser was It's kind of obvious what it was. If it's not, or if that's not targeting, what is our quarterback was knocked out of the game? It should have been called. And the big question that everyone's having because of this, because Brandon Peters was knocked out of the game, is is he even going to play against Northwestern? And offensive coordinator Rod Smith was asked about this, and his quote was not so much about the no-call, it was about Brandon Peters' status, and he went ahead and said, should he have to go, I'd be comfortable with Matt Robinson. When you're in a backup role, what's important is how you learn from your mistakes. Hopefully Matt has learned from his mistakes in the Michigan game. And that, to me, right there, is very, very Telling about what we're going to see from the fighting Illini and from the quarterback situation, especially this week against Northwestern, because I kind of feel like if I asked you, hey, how's this quarterback going to do um, this week? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? What's the status of Brandon Peters? And if you start talking about the backup quarterback and don't talk about Brandon Peters, then in my mind, that's the Illini kind of telling us that, hey, Matt Robinson is going to go. He's going to be the guy for the Illini this week. And is that a bad decision for Illinois? Is it bad for them to play Matt Robinson over Brandon Peters? No, it's not. And the reason why I say that is Northwestern has not been a very good football team this year. Um, Their only two wins right now have come, out of conference. They beat UMass about two weeks ago. Um, and then earlier in the season, they beat UNLV. Those are the only games, only games, and I'm looking at just to double check. Yeah, those are the only games where they have scored 30 or more points. Everything else has been the highest that they've scored in the Big Ten and then the Stanford game it was 22 against Purdue and Minnesota the last two weeks, and I feel like that kind of plays into it also. You know, Northwestern hasn't been that great of a team this year. They're getting blown out by Big Ten, our Big Ten teams. Illinois doesn't have to force Brandon Peters back because this is a unique week also. Because of the Thanksgiving holiday on Thursday, a lot of practices are... Pushed up this week. So, for example, Illinois practiced on Monday. Usually, they don't, and that also kind of plays into things. Is if you're moving up that practice schedule, you're not going to want to rush a guy like Brandon Peters out there. So, like in my mind, I'm expecting Brandon Peters not to play. Now, the other crazy thing that I went ahead and thought thought in my head, and I want to this is a question to Illini Nation. From Ricky Widmer, because there's a part of me that thinks this is crazy, but then there's a part of me that's like, is it that crazy? And the thing that I'm wondering is if Brandon Peters doesn't play against Northwestern, if you are Lovey Smith, if you are Brandon Peters, if you are Rod Smith, do you think about keeping Brandon Peters out of the bowl game. And the reason why I say that is the reason why I thought it was crazy for my mind to think that up is that this is the first time Illinois has been bowl eligible in quite some time. It's very special that we're bowl eligible. Also on the other side, there's kind of the old football adage of if you're a hundred percent, if you're a hundred percent and you can play, you go out there and play but the thing that i kind of toss around in my head is if brandon peters doesn't play against northwestern why throw him out for a bowl game where he can get injured again and that's obviously not going to help our team if brandon peters gets injured again because it also depends on i don't know the plans of brandon peters but i'm going to be completely honest i wouldn't Assume If you ask me, hey, Ricky, Brandon Peters, is he going to go to the NFL draft? Is he going to leave school early? I would say no because he's not going to be one of the top-end guys in the draft. So with me, I'm assuming Peters comes back for his senior year. And if you're planning on him being back for his senior year, why would you throw him out there in that ball game? That's just kind of the one thought that I have of, I think for sure he's missing this week against Northwestern. He's going to miss senior day. But the question I have for you guys you can hit me up at Lockdown Illini on Twitter or lockdownalini at gmail.com. If you were Lovey Smith, if you were Brandon Peters, if you were anyone in that coaching room for the Illini, would you keep Brandon Peters out of the bowl game so that he doesn't get injured? And then you have him for sure next year because next year could be a very special year for us. But I know that's also it's like, well, you play for now, you don't play for the future. But a lot of the debate also is these bowl games, besides like the playoff ones, are they really like more guys are sitting out of them? So that's why I kind of proposed that question. Um, And that's just how I see it. Brandon Peters will be out for this one. Illinois will supri- uh, will survive um, I shouldn't say survive will play a big game in this one. I don't see us losing to Northwestern. Um, Matt Robinson will be fine he played against Minnesota played against Michigan and I don't think Northwestern is gonna give him too much of trouble but we're gonna go and take a break before I go and dive into the two big recruiting stories from this week before I do though, Treat yourself to a meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. Listening on the go? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LOCKEDONpodcasts.com backslash offers and welcome back inside Locked lockdown Illini Ricky Widmer here and now we're going to dive into football recruiting for the rest of the podcast the first one coming from the offensive side of the football and that is the Illini I know it's only the class of 2021 so it's not the class that is just finishing up and will be signing their LOIs this February But it's a class that has yet another year, one full year, before they sign their LOIs and fully commit to their schools. But class of 2021, four-star recruit, um, running back out of the Lone Star State, the state of Texas, Brandon Campbell, he shut down his list or narrowed his list down, I should say, to his top 11 schools and the Fighting Illini are one of those schools. The 11 in no particular order that Campbell is now looking at is Penn State, Purdue, Arizona, Houston, LSU, USC, Washington, Virginia Tech, TCU, UTSA, and Illinois. And to me, first when I look at this, the first thing I think of is it is great to see Illinois in the running for one, like for not just one of these prospects, but just for prospects in general, both football and basketball, it looks like we're getting a little bit more recognition. And when you have a season, especially like a line I football has had this year, that's going to tow some good things for these recruits. Also, it does not hurt to mention, I should say, that Lovey Smith has had some success in the state of Texas with recruiting. Um, He's recruited players like Calvin Avery, um, Marquez Beeston, Casey Washington. Um, He's had some success in the state of Texas. Texas, obviously, a big football pipeline and a big football state when it comes to high school prospects and the top-end prospects. And right now, I kind of wanted to just take a little look at Could the Illini end up landing Brandon Campbell? Because right now, the leader, according to 247, 247sports.com, the leader in the clubhouse right now is the Virginia Tech Hokies. They are the odds-on favorite to land Brandon Campbell when it's all said and done. And the thing I find interesting with this is, one, the Illini have one full year to put in their work. From what I am seeing, has not obviously has not visited any schools yet. We'll have the visits come next year. But looking at the rosters for both teams right now, the Illini have eleven running backs on their roster with one commit coming in for the twenty twenty high school class. Virginia Tech has seven on their roster. And they have three high school recruits coming in for their 2020 recruiting class. And, I mean, the thing that that kind of goes in, well, I'll mention the Illini first because, obviously, that's the part we know, um, what the Illini have and what's kind of the future for this team at running back. And when you look at the current situation, you've got Dre Brown and um, Reggie Corbin, They're both seniors. Then, obviously, you got guys like Bonner and Epstein who are juniors this year, but also they will be seniors next year. And Epstein, I think, is going to be the interesting one because if you look at it, he played his full freshman year, he played his full sophomore year, I wouldn't be surprised if Epstein, Mike Epstein, is either red-shirted this year or tries to um, appeal to the NCAA for a medical redshirt because he was injured in the season opener against a- Akron with a season-ending injury um, to his knee. So, I mean, there's that right away where Mike Epstein right now could be a little bit of a question mark because he could be – a, we could be looking at him as a redshirt junior next year. So he might not be moving up the line as we think. And then there's guys like especially Norwood, who's a rising sophomore um, back as well. And then obviously the big name from the recruiting class is three-star recruit Reggie Love, who is coming in from the state of Missouri, Trinity Catholic kid, committed to the Illinois Fighting Illini Whereas you look at Virginia Tech, they've got two senior, or no, two junior running backs, pardon me, um, on their roster, one sophomore, four freshman backs right now. And if you look at who's getting the carries for their team, the two main running backs getting their carries are Deshaun McLeese and Keyshawn King. And when you look at those two, You've got McLeese as a junior right now. So during Brian Campbell's senior year, his main recruitment year, McLeese will be a senior. But you look at King. King's only going to be a sophomore. So when Campbell comes in, and this is where I kind of feel like this is why Virginia Tech leads over the Fighting Illini because McLeese will be gone. Um, He'll graduate as... Brandon Campbell comes in for Virginia tech. And if you look at King, King will be a junior. So there's a good chance that it could be a two headed, a two headed monster of King and Campbell and Campbell can feel like, Hey, I can still prove myself. I can still get some of the carries because the, so McLeese has 150 attempts this year for Virginia tech. King has 69. Then you have two quarterbacks and two wide receivers who have a have more carries than the next running back, which would be Caleb Stewart who has 19 carries and Caleb Stewart is also a freshman. So really in that sense, I feel like maybe Brandon Campbell feels like he can have more of a shot at Virginia tech and it'll be Illinois job to kind of show him. No, there's opportunity for him as well because Reggie Corb Reggie Corbin's going to be gone at the end of this year. Dre Brown might not be gone this year, but he will for sure be gone when Campbell comes in. Um, I say for sure might be gone or might not be gone this year because there is apparently I was looking at, um, Illini in Q in courier in courier in courier, in- if I'm saying that right. Um, and Brown, I'm reading this right from their post. Brown f- fulfills the requirement for a second medical redshirt. He missed both the 2015 and 2016 seasons, recovering from knee surgeries. And the coaching staff last week sat down Brown to discuss coming back for a sixth year. His exact quote was, "We discussed it during the bye week, but I think it's a decision I want to make totally after the season." I just feel like I really need to be there for Senior Day just because of my class, the guys I came here with and done the five years, four years with. I feel like I owe it to them to go through it with those guys. So I'm going to be honest. I think he comes back. I'm going to say my prediction of he's coming back because let's say Illinois wins their bowl game and it's like, holy crap, we can now build on this and we can kind of have a better season next year you're telling me Dre Brown's not going to want to be a part of that so I'm going to say that Dre Brown comes back next year he's going to be a kind of six-year senior on the squad then you got Mike Epstein who I feel like will be red-shirted or will get a medical red shirt so he'll be a red shirt junior next year so you've got six-year senior medical red shirt in Epstein. You also got um, guys like Bonner who will also be on the team. Um, let's see. So that's Brown, Epstein, Norwood, I'll say, because he, I think, is on the packing order la- uh, next. Those are probably going to be your top three guys, which means after next season, the 2020 season, Brown will be officially gone. Epstein, if he red shirts, he would then be the main senior. So next year he'd be a red shirt junior. Campbell's freshman year Epstein would be the red shirt senior. So it could be Epstein that you got. Then um, Bonner would pro- Bonner would be gone by then because um, right now he is a junior, I believe, um, he would be gone. Let me double check that um because I'm getting some, yeah, he's a junior. So he would be gone um at the end of that. So you got Epstein at number one, then Norwood at number two. And then after that, it's kind of like it can go anywhere. like you've got transfer Chase Brown, um who's in on this team. He is right now a sophomore. So yeah, it'd be Epstein the senior then Norwood and Brown who are, would be what they would be juniors. Yeah, they would be seniors. Yeah, they, they would be seniors because Epstein would be, so I'm going to plan this out. Epstein would be a red shirt junior while Norwood and Brown would be actual juniors. And then all three of them would be seniors in Campbell's freshman year. That would then also make Reggie love a sophomore. And Campbell would kind of be fourth on the pecking order then maybe fourth on the pecking order at that point because I'm thinking then Epstein Norwood and Brown would be one two and three and still there's guys like Fadazo um uh Cumby, um Love these guys still on the team as well Sims too where they're there I think Campbell could beat out some of them but I mean there's a lot more guys in Illinois' future that could be around, and still the cloudiness of guys could be sticking around that I don't know. I'm not optimistic that we're going to make be in the running, a big running for Brandon Campbell, but it's nice that we're in the top 11. It's nice that we're still in the race, and we can still put our name out there, but it'll be definitely interesting to see what goes on with his recruitment going forward. We're going to take another break, but when I come back, I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball and talk about a recruit that decommitted from Miami and now could be in the running for the fighting Illini. I almost said fiving Illini. No, the fighting Illini. But do not touch that dial. I will be back right after this break. And welcome back into the podcast. Ricky Widmer here, and we're going to close things up. Still looking at Illinois football recruiting, but we're going to look at the defensive side of the ball and earlier this week what exact date did he send out this tweet um actually it was the end of last week it was actually on saturday so while we were off over the weekend um you've got trayvon riggins who was originally a university of miami the u recruit however he sent out a tweet on Saturday at 9.52 Central Time um, in the evening, and it said this. First off, in the tweet it said, respect my decision, and then the 100 emoji. But he posted a note from his phone, and it said, Miami Hurricane family, I would like to thank all of the coaches at U of M for giving me my first offer, which would allow me to get." continue to play football. After speaking with coaches, family, and taking time to think about it myself, I am now decommitting from the University of Miami. My recruitment is now open and the floodgates came out where Trayvon Riggins is one of the now Illinois is you look at 24/7sports.com. We are the only team on there that is listed as warm for for his recruitment. You look at the crystal ball predictions for 24-7 sports, 100% Illinois by all of the recruiting experts. It is pretty much for sure that we are going to land Trayvon Riggins after he is now decommitted from the University of Miami. And the big reason for this is you look at our team you look at our like it also comes into the recruitment of what is he gonna play at the next level and he's listed as a defensive end strong side defensive end if that's what he's gonna play we've got three guys Milan Jackson and Oliver who are all seniors and gone at the end of the year. So we're obviously going to need somebody to step in and help us out. We also got McCoy um, coming in as well. That's going to be um, Quinton McCoy from uh, Bloomingdale High School in Valrico, Florida. And Riggins, I believe, is another Florida kid. Let me see. He goes to Lakewood. Yeah, St. Petersburg, Florida. So he'd be another Florida kid coming in. However, it's kind of unsure whether he's going to be a defensive end for us. And I'm getting this straight from this is Writing line. I've mentioned them before. They should be you shouldn't be shocked um, hearing that I'm getting some news from Writing line. I really dig the work that Reese Woodcock and his team um do over at com. You should obviously check them out if you have not already. But in his article about Trayvon Riggins, he goes on and says, and I'm going to read it verbatim, yes, Riggins is listed as a defensive end in the recruiting rankings, but teams are looking at him as a three-technique defensive tackle. One of those teams is Illinois. The Illini offered this kid back on October 3rd. He then took an official visit to Illinois on October 18th I believe that was his first official visit. He has now reopened his recruitment. All signs point to this being good for the orange and blue. Illinois is is doing... This is a word. I think Reese um, had a mistake here. Um, Illinois is going to need, I believe he was going to say, some defensive tackle help in the near future. We are losing Jamal Milan, Kenyon Jackson, and Tymir Oliver after this season, these three have had a great run with the program. Players like Calvin Avery are starting to get old, too. That means having someone like Riggins come in would help this team tremendously. And that's a big thing where I feel like if we're looking at him for defensive tackle, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot, a lot of sense because defense is one of the rocks for lovey smith it's his bread and butter he's a defensive coach this would be one where as a freshman it's it's really as a freshman how much would we expect him to contribute right away probably not a lot because he's right now nationally the 643rd recruit He's the 57th defensive tackle. Now they've officially switched him over in the rankings. He's in the defensive tackle um, ranking. So he's a top 60 DT and he's a top 100 recruit in the state of Florida um, holding the 90 ranking. And that would be a little bit of a boost to this Illini recruiting class that is ranked 13th right now in the Big 12 are in the Big 10 not the Big 12 the Big 10 and then 83rd overall nationally as of right now it's good that we're a top 100 recruiting class it's obviously it's still not a great thing that we are a 13th ranked class in the conference with Rutgers being the only one below us but hey if we start to have more seasons like we have this year we start to win games that's how you get some of these recruits to come in and looking at our recruiting class, obviously, like I said, the only one um, defensive tackle wise is Quentin McCoy um, coming in. We also get, it's kind of funny that Trayvon Riggins decommitting from university of Miami because we're also going to have Derek Smith, the safety coming in as a transfer from U of M was that? Miami, now he's going to come in to beat an Illinois Fighting Illini, so it'll be interesting. It looks like Trayvon Riggins, if everything goes right, will be suiting up for the Orange and Blue next season, although it is not for sure that that is exactly going to happen, but all the experts are pointing to the signs that he is going to go ahead and commit to the Fighting Illini and just... So you guys know that visit that Reese was talking about when he visited on the 18th. I don't know if he stuck around on the 19th for the homecoming game because that was homecoming weekend and all that festivities. But if he did, he got to see the start of it all. He got to see the Wisconsin win, which would have been a pretty big win to be there and see and see that excitement on campus of us beating the number six team in the country at the time, but that is going to do it for another episode of locked on a I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to let me know what you guys are thinking on Twitter at Locked a line. And also, if you don't have Twitter, you can always shoot me an email, lockdown a at gmail.com. I want to thank you guys for listening. I will be back tomorrow before Thursday. We will not have an episode on Thursday, You guys enjoy your Thanksgiving day. I'm obviously going to enjoy my Thanksgiving holiday. I'll then have an episode on Friday where I break down the Northwestern game to get us ready for Saturday. So I will be back tomorrow, break on Thursday, be back Friday for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody.